I'm lighting no record store day thing. I'm lighting my cigar. I'm gonna crack this drink. F. I got L F D Leguero. It's a good cigar. I'm probably okay. Nice. I'm probably not gonna finish this cigar before we finish the podcast, and that's with how long you and I talk. Yeah, it's not. I, I don't. Not I don't know. See how this goes. I'll crack this. Yeah, it's a ginger ale. <laughs> um, ginger ale. I got me a. I got a nitro cold brew coffee, and a water. Like an actual coffee or like a coffee beer. No, the Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Okay. I was going to say, it's late to have coffee right now. Like, holy cow, it's like 10.30 almost. Yes, it is. Um, I figured let's just go ahead and, and talk sports because it probably will be the shortest side again because there's really not much Yeah, not much to talk about other than NBA playoffs. I mean, yeah, that's really it right now. Obviously, baseball is a thing. I'm just going to keep this running joke. Uh, baseball is a thing. It's very, very like important. report this week that uh, baseball exists still. Baseball exists. Top Plays Podcast is here to tell you that baseball does exist. It's very popular. And the Pirates are above 500. Really? They've won, what, two games? Uh, <laughs> five and four. But they beat, like, three, they beat the Nationals like three times. And the Nationals are awful. So nice. take that as you will. Yeah, I know. I that all I know is that it is that it's going. I just don't follow, but I want to acknowledge its, its existence. Especially it's since it still exists. There was almost not a season, so it's a big deal. Let's uh man, basketball. I've watched a lot of basketball this weekend and watched all the games. I mean, yes. I had them all on, but I didn't watch everyone closely. Me too. Um but yeah, yeah I didn't same, but I, I've kept up. Yeah, so you go first because I'm talking over you. I apologize. Oh no, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start off with my favorite game of the with the yesterday was the Warriors and Nuggets because I was not feeling good about the Warriors. I even expressed that on the last episode where I felt like they're pro- they could definitely lose to the Nuggets, and then I felt after watching last time like they're definitely not losing to that the Nuggets. Size. <laughs> I thought like that Jokic would be too I mean, much, don't... but he's just not enough. Like since he doesn't have any other anyone else there to help him out, it's just not enough. Um, they're just going to yeah, overpower he... the Nuggets. Yeah. Yep. Well, here's the only thing that might here's what might be an issue if jo- if Jokic can start very quickly anticipating where the doubles and triples are coming from he's going to start finding open men like crazy. The problem is that even as talented as he is, and he's not, it's not that he's a bad defender, but he's so much, he's so much no, bigger than those little, that, well, compared to him, the Warriors are little guys. And, and he has to chase them around. Exactly. They're, just, they're basically just trying to wear them out. Right. And he, I mean, That's once what he's happened. done, they don't really have anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by like the th- uh, into into the third quarter uh, last night, he was just so tired looking. I mean, and yeah, you could just tell. Yeah, like he looked like exhausted. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm moving around so much. Whereas in the in the games, I think during the regular season, um, you maybe didn't have the words. You know, not saying that they were like, okay, we're only going 
80% tonight or 75%. But I'm just saying that, that now that the, the pressure's turned up, the heat's turned up a little bit because of the playoffs, I think they have a plan right. of attack and it's let's tire him down because there's no one else behind him. Right. And also, holy – now, this may not happen every game, but uh, Poole just went off. And I like Poole. I like Poole a lot. But he had, what, 30 last night? 30, yeah. That was that was a game. Like, uh, it was funny because I sent you a text probably within three minutes of the game. I was like, Clay sucks tonight. <laughs> and then immediately he yeah, hit he a just... three. And then he w- he actually did okay. Right. You know, Steph didn't do too great. But, you know, he it was been out for three weeks or so. Understandably right. so uh, for his rusty game. Uh, yeah. They had no Kaminga. They didn't even use Kaminga to like the last three minutes and change. So they did really well. Uh, Andre Iguodala signing. He's he's still playing. I forgot that he's still playing with the Warriors. Um, or he signed <laughs> with them this year. But I just forgot because he's been out for so long. Um, yep. Bielitsa did pretty good too. Provided him some good big minutes behind Looney. Looney looked pretty yep. good. Uh, Dreamon did pretty well. He had a couple threes, which was surprising. Couple uh, good contact. That was surprising. Post plays, uh, but yeah, that was a good game. I mean, I know that the Warriors pretty much in the third quarter went up thir- uh, twenty ish, and they held that the yep. entire game. But it was a, it was entertaining, and it still felt like that. You know, a couple a small run or something, it would have been all over. But it was a very good mm-hmm. game. I liked it. Uh, they play tomorrow night, so yep, it's a good thing we're recording tonight because I'll try to stay up and. Make it till midnight tomorrow to watch the, or I think it's, I think it's midnight or twelve thirty tomorrow for game two. I'm gonna try to do it. We'll see how it goes. Wait, that's when it starts, or that's when you think it'll end? Oh no, that's when that's when it'll end. It starts at ten, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. It might okay. start at nine thirty, <laughs> but it starts. I think it starts at ten. I think, I, like I was joking around that the uh, the Jazz are relegated to NBA TV because they're like the team that nobody's gonna watch. So right. Let's put the jazz because that's what they do every year. They, there's always like the team that like, eh, no one's gonna watch this game. Let's yep. just put it on NBA TV. And so it's it's wow. not because of the math. It's because of the jazz. Now I wonder when Doncic get reports for duty, will it will it move from NBA TV? I don't think so because it's like the worst. I'm trying to think. Let me take a look at like both. It's probably the worst of the series. The reason why I don't think they'll put the Timberwolves yeah. and Grizzlies on there is because Jaws getting a lot of love this year, and plus it's a good, like up upcoming stars. Like that's an that's that's something you can sell as upcoming stars. They're not going to put the Warriors on that's, it. That's that's and I don't see them doing it to the Sixers. Yeah, no, no, because you got Pelican Suns. Yeah, Pelican Suns could get relegated because that's not great. It's not. I think they won't though because it's the Suns. But it's not a very good matchup. Yeah, I, right that's now. the only one I could see is because like if it's like three zero and game four, they're just like we're just gonna slide this over to NBA TV because <laughs> right. no one's going to see this week. Dude, you mentioned that Memphis, Minnesota. That's like watching. That's college. the game I want to talk about next. That's like watching college teams, except they're they are like okay, so. To score as prolific as they do in college, that would be like, oh, this team is hot. Whereas in the NBA, that's just like good offense. But the speed and the style of these two teams, and I think a lot of it just has to do with how young they are, is very college. When I first, so yeah, if you, if you want to go to that game, so 
Oh yeah, when I first thought, thought of this matchup, I was thinking that it's probably going to be Grizzlies four to two. Um, now, now the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves have actually played Memphis very well this season, so it's gonna. It wasn't going to be like a like a sweep. Yes. It wasn't going to be a four one. It was going to be a six or seven game series, as long as you know, everyone like someone just completely didn't show up for the T Wolves. So first. Um, I'm very surprised that how under control they had they had that game for not the whole entire time or anything, but I'm surprised how well they did against Memphis because I didn't expect that. And Ant Man, Anthony Edwards, yep, uh, my one of my favorite players in 2K that I used from like a couple years ago. Man, he had a game last night. Like that's a, that's a playoff debut right there. Like 36 points. He really Oof. did. He he really did. And Towns started off kind of slow, didn't he? Yeah, I I, th- I I mean honestly, just when I watched the Timberwolves a couple times, like I've seen them a, a couple of times because they're kind of young, kind of interesting, like an upcoming team yep. that you know give them a year or two, and I think they could be really seasoned. I think Anthony yep. Edwards is like the best player on that team, even though Towns is really really good. I think Anthony Edwards is like the player. Like Towns is like a good second player to have on the team because he's very he's very, he's very good and could be on the verge of great, but. Anthony Edwards seems like the guy there. No, I could see that. Uh, I feel like they kind of, right now, I feel like the two of them kind of share it. But if you were to just... They do a good job doing it. Yes. But if you were just to look at what's happened on the court, game in, game out, I could see that. But I think a part of that is also because there's so much respect demanded by Cat Mm-hmm. That it kind of helps. I mean, Edwards is incredible, but it also helps that you have someone like Carl Anthony Towns getting a lot of attention from the defense because he is a big man. He's a thick big man. Like yeah. if he wanted, he and he has range. Yeah, if he wanted, he could just play the true center big man and stay in the paint the whole time. He's got that ability, but he also has the range where he can step out, and I think he does a where some big men, especially when they're young, have that tendency to fall in love with the three too much. You know, Giannis has been guilty of mm-hmm. it in the past, and Bede's been guilty of it in the past. I haven't seen Towns do that too much yet. But the point is, you can't just worry about him in the paint. And that helps open up his other player, other teammates, like an Edwards, which doesn't need much help yeah. anyway. And what, one of my favorite qualities in Anthony Edwards, just seeing him play, like, the couple times I've watched him, he has no fear. Right. Like, he'll go in, and he's like, I'll put up this shot. Not only I know, and he's like, the confidence and, no, like, the lack of fear that he has in his game is just really nice. And he's only a second-year player. <laughs> That's yep. another incredible, like, wow, okay. I got to say, though, that play-in game that they won, they literally yeah. acted – like it was winning a national, like winning a championship. They're ripping it. They're it was ripping amazing. their shirt off. They're jumping on the scores table. Beverly is like crying, just like full on sobbing. It's like, dude, you won your play-in game. Come on now. <laughs> I, it was an emotional. I, will, I, I agree game, with you, but come on. My my other take is I did see someone tweet, and I I don't know if it was an athlete. I, th- I want to say it was. It was someone that plays in the NBA, but I could be wrong. And they said, 
I get, I get like everyone's been, like everyone's like you know dogging on this team or whatever but like I get it Minnesota is not like a perennial they're not the Lakers they're not their fans have been the playoffs mm-hmm. what twice in 18 years and the other time was about three or four years ago True. when they had Butler and they really suck after Garnett left <laughs> like they didn't draft well yeah. uh, they end up getting towns they usually do the they usually do the dumb thing like the the kings like they usually do the dumb trade the dumb signing and it seems like they're kind of getting it right like i will say honestly their coach is really good they got him from the raptors i believe chris finch and he's he's yes. been good that was a good move uh, no, if, if they can keep this squad together for some time they're gonna become you know a legitimate contenders I mean, how old is Beverly, though? Beverly, I don't think he's that old. I think he's like 32 or 33. I don't think he's, he's probably that old. not. He's just those players that either was undrafted or second round draft. They can just really work his ass off to get where he is in the NBA. Like he's right. He, he's good. Like he's and I've heard many play, people describe him this way, but he's the type of player that you'd like to have on your team because he's just going to he's going to play lockdown defense and he's going to know the hell out of whoever yeah. he's guarding. But as like if you're rooting against if like if he's playing against your team, you hate him because he just he just yeah. annoys you, you know? He's, he's kind of a Draymond of Green. Yeah, yeah. He's a and small he's he's very yeah. he has like a, but I like that about him. Like he annoys me to a degree sometimes when you watch him play. Like most of the time he's not playing when I have a rooting interest in. But like I have it's like sometimes you're like, God, right. this guy again, but he's that type of guy. He he he's one of those that also like having him on the court sparks his teammates. But it was it was a bit much that celebration. It's like I get it, but at the same time, you won the play in. You did not win some kind of <laughs> title. It just means you get to go to the playoffs. I mean. I will say that's going to be like the best game Tuesday because they play Tuesday and that one actually is on NBA TV and I'm really looking for like I don't I like the Suns but the Pelicans aren't much of a threat to the Suns at all like that's going to be a sweep right so I don't care about that game I got it on right now yeah I turned it off just because I knew I'd pay attention to the podcast more but I knew it was like 19 Uh, points at the half and I was like yeah this game is over uh, but uh, Grizzlies Timberwolves that's interesting like I'm excited I'm excited to see what happens in game two can can they come back and and punch Memphis in the mouth? Does Memphis do something different this time? I'm kind of looking forward to. It. I will say, like, Jaw got hit, like hit and pushed around a lot and bumped. It was very physical. Like, I was like, man, Jha. it was a very physical game. Yeah, but that was it was a fun game to watch. Like that that one, and uh, of course, Warriors are the were the two games I was really looking forward to most yesterday. Yep. Um, and then um, we can briefly touch. I don't have much to say about the Mavericks Jazz. I was rooting for the Mavericks because the Jazz are like the most boring team in basketball. And right. I didn't think they you would don't win like the Jazz. Luka. And I was bummed because I thought with Luca they, that they were gonna beat the Jazz four to one, four to two. Four to two, that's, right. that's what I was thinking. They, but when Luca I will I don't say know. this. They I mean I hope he comes back soon. But Jazz barely beat them without Luca, So I do the bad think thing is, the Mavs can at least grab one before he comes back because the Jazz barely won that game. 
would think they almost um, just the way the playoff layout looks. I would say they'd almost have to win the next game. And the reason why I say that is because if they drop it, they then have to go to Utah for two games. And game four is either Friday or I think it's yes. Sunday next weekend. But yeah. that means within a week, if he doesn't come back, you're looking at potentially win, having to win one game in Utah. That's going to be a little tough without Luka if he's not back by game four. Yep. And then, yep. you know, maybe he can get back by game no, five. No, I agree. But I'm hoping he comes back because, I, like I said, I thought the Mavericks have been so much better the second half of the season with Luka, with Dinwiddie. Uh, I really, I yes. really like what they did with that trade. They really improved their team, and it's a bummer now because without Luca, I don't think they have a good chance to beat the Jazz. Even though I don't like the Jazz, yeah, it stinks. Yeah, yeah, it really stinks. So and what's crazy? That- uh, what's crazy is that if Luca had not appealed that technical foul he got in the regular season, he would not have even yeah. played that Sunday game. And he didn't have to play. They could have lost that game, and they were still going to be the fourth seed. I think they could have finished third if they if the Warriors would have lost, because I think they yeah, had the tiebreaker against the Warriors this season. Right, something like that. But either way, they had the fourth seed down, so he really they didn't necessarily have to win. So he didn't necessarily have to play. He appealed, yeah, got the reversal on the tech call, so that meant he could play, and now he's out with an injury it's just like man if you had just not played that game and i will be honest um almost like they need to win tomorrow when they play because if you go to utah then you like have to win at least one game and it's at least then it'd be like headed back to dallas let's say it comes back game five right the further out you want to push this series if they could split at home and split on the road two two there is a chance that he comes back for like game six and seven if it if he doesn't aggravate it or something right improving but i did hear he's going to be out tomorrow Right. Unless something changes, um, yeah. So anytime you can, I think. I think maybe game three. I think he might be back game three, which would maybe I think be Thursday or Friday. It's one of the two yeah. days, but that's that's if still they, gonna be really early. So I don't know for sure. It is. If they lose tomorrow, I think there's a better chance for him to be back game three. If they win and make it a one-one series then there'll be less that pressure, that need. And so it may be more like, okay, I'll sit out. So knowing Luca, Thursday is going to be good for basketball. Yeah. Knowing Luca is probably taking everything to convince him to not. They're basically probably just having to say, no, this is not your decision. Cause I guarantee you he'd be out there. Yeah. Well, you don't want to get like injured worse because exactly. it's only going to get harder as it goes on. Like Exactly. Playoffs. He so is the franchise. Split, that would be pretty good. Right. The, and I mean, the Mavs yeah. have to look past, even though this season looked so good, the Mavs have to look past it. He is the franchise. So um, the other game yesterday, I didn't really watch much of it, but the Sixers just demolished the Raptors. It wasn't close the they entire really time and I didn't watch it. Um yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have much to say about it because I th- honestly, I thought Toronto put up a pretty good fight. Um, I, I still think Philly, they can. Oh yeah, I do, I do but, too. But oh. Scotty Barnes is injured. Gary Trent Jr. is injured. Uh, there's another yep. player that's injured too for them, and those are big losses. At least those two for sure. Yes, they are. Um, but I think Philly. I think I mentioned this last week. What they need to do is because they're not going to have Fiable in Toronto because he's not fully vaccinated. He had one dose. So 
they right. need to win it. They need to go like three and zero in Philly, and, and just they like they like I said, anytime you can wrap up a series as quick as you can, and I think Toronto is one of those teams that's going to fight. Like they have a lot of fight in them, um, especially against a team like that. You don't want to extend yep. the series. So very shocking they just demolished yep. them, but they did. That's all I really have to say about it. Um, it's just I was, I was really shocked, and I really regretted yeah. picking Toronto four three after seeing that result. So. Ah, it was game ah, one. So. That's right. The biggest, the biggest difference is from like game one to game two, because like the Lakers lost the first, the year they won the title. I think they won like game one, first two or three series they played. They lost game one, and they had to make adjustments. So there will be yes. adjustments made. I'm, like, I'm kind of curious to see what happens. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, some other games, just real quick. Uh, the, I was, I was, even though Atlanta's not been that great this year. Uh, I mean, I still love Young, and yeah. I think they have a great coach. They just don't have much, but I'm loving how the Miami Heat just said, "Listen, young fellas, we're the Miami Heat," and they just took. That was another game that I just turned off yeah. after a while. I, I mean, I had it on, but I was watching. Um, I started Westworld this past yep. week. Yeah, and so. Yeah, I just didn't watch it. <laughs> right, it was right. too much of a blowout for me. This game is decided. This game was that game was decided very quickly. One of my favorite parts, and let me say, I like Trey Young. I like Trey Young a lot, but he is his last name. It's true. He's young, and I love his attitude. Of he likes going into places. He likes hostile environments that are against him. I think that's awesome. But he's also playing against the Miami Heat, and that is a team that lives on being the underdog and their whole culture is built around. We are going to prove everyone wrong everywhere we go is a hostile environment against us. And he bowed up to, to Butler and Butler just stared at him. Didn't even move. And he's like bowing up. Cause he's not that much. He's a little bit shorter than Butler. So Butler's looking down, but not much, uh, but still, and it was just such a great, scene and and just a great picture of you good but you ain't me and that's kind of that's kind of what the hawks are facing against miami like y'all could be something in time but you are not who we are yet (laughs) and you need to sit down (laughs) but they also got two techs they each got a tech for that so um but it was it was great and and that was i mean that's not saying Atlanta won't win a game or two in the series, but um, after what I saw today, I would say one. I picked two, right? But after what I saw today, I was like, nah, they may win one game. And yeah, he's one of those teams that are probably going to try to wrap it up as quick as possible. But I exactly. think the Atlanta still has one at home. Game and three, game four. Miami, as as incredible as their defense is, everyone knows their defense is incredible. They have, they have more offensive weapons than people give credit. People talk about Hero every now and then, and that's about it. They have more of an offense than people are. People may realize it, but they don't talk about it, you know, so. Well, Duncan Robinson was better today. Like, he hasn't been great this year, but he was pretty good today. Uh, Bam, I mean, they've had Mm -hmm. some injuries, too, throughout the season. So, like, Bam got injured. Right. Uh, Butler, of course, has been injured. Lowry was a good addition. Like, he fits that team profile very, very well. Uh, I picked them. I had them going to the finals just because matchups. I 
like I said, I picked Toronto right. to win. But Philly, I don't know. After this game, like I said, it's just one game, so I don't want to overreact. Um, but they did what they needed to do. And Philly and Miami would be a battle. I feel like that would be very, very fun. Oh, my gosh. And I don't know. I think that would go seven. I, I, that one easily would go seven, even yeah. though I didn't pick it to happen. Now I'm kind of like, I want to see that, though, because I think they could get in Harden's jersey and they could get in his head because they're going to play him so yeah. tough. Yep. And then Embiid just kind of seeing how he reacts and does he just like, I know I'm the MVP. What does he do? So I'm kind of curious if that does right. happen. But then you, hell of a match. you also got the Bucks. Look what the Bucks are doing. Yeah. Let's go to that game. Um, yeah. That was pretty solid. Uh, yeah. They started off really, really hot. They were up like nine zero. Giannis looked great. He was rebounding like crazy. It was funny because I want to say it was like in the maybe early second quarter, he had 11 rebounds. I think he only finished with like 12. And that's kind of just surprising because he had like 11. Yeah. And I was thinking, geez, he's got like a 20 and 20 night. Uh, but he's great. Right. He's just, just watching him. He's like one of my favorite players to watch. Like, that's why I said earlier, like, if the, if it be the Warriors and the Bucks in the finals, I'd lose my mind. I have Javon Carter. I have two of my favorite players that actually like really, really good. Uh, I have Steph Curry and, and Giannis. And holy cow, like, that would be just a matchup in heaven for me. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, whatever happens, I'm, I'm going to enjoy this. Kind of really like would. Phoenix and, and Milwaukee last year. Like, I was rooting for Phoenix, but at the same time, like, I really didn't care who won because I liked both teams. So he ended up with 16 rebounds. He had he was, okay, yeah, 27 points, 16 rebounds. He was only one for four from three point range. But again, that goes back to my comment of he's he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't have that issue, it seems, that he used to have of where he would just kind of like fall in love with the three. Never really, he never really shot that much, though. Um, he's he's really improved his game. Like free yeah. throws this year, he's been so much better at free throws. And he's better at free throws. I mean, he, just... he he has more. He's never been a horrible shooter, even for a big man. Uh, but he's improved yeah he's he's improved much better like before he was mainly like really good in the paint he's improved his uh, mid-range a lot and he has improved his three like what I like about him and I'll use Ben Simmons because that's like the polar opposite Giannis will see something with this game and say you know what do I need to work on and and you can tell in the offseason right. he puts in work whereas I, I'm not I don't know Simmons routine I don't know his workout routine I don't know what he's doing or working on but I'm just saying what I see on the court isn't an improvement from any year. Like he always, he's the same player as he was when he came to the NBA, just a little bit better, right. like a little bit better of a version. Whereas like the right. pieces of his game, he didn't have, he still doesn't have. Um, right. He's still not an offensive threat. Where Giannis, like he, he has improved from downtown. He's not great from downtown, but he, and yes. if he's open, he's going to take it. He's, I mean, if it's, if it's, you know, if there's no one's cutting and there's not like an open mm-hmm. uh, play or something, he's going to take that three, whereas Simmons was probably going to pass right. up the three, you know? So I like that. Exactly. He has, plays with that fearlessness again um, that I liked about Anthony Edwards. So I always, I always yes. like that in a play. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. He's just so good. Uh, but that was a good game. I didn't really get to watch the Celtics. Kudos. Hmm. Kudos for the Bulls, though, for sticking it out because they they really battled back in that game. And I didn't think they, that did. they would because it seemed like they've been faltering lately and they got hit in the mouth at the start of the game. And I thought, okay, they're going to probably lose at least by 10. And they made a game out of it, really. I'm, I'm actually shocked. So, yep. Yeah. If they, can, if they can, for the most part, keep this team together, I think next season they could really do something. 
Yeah, I think that they had some injuries. Um, Zach Levine will be the big thing. And yep. it'll be interesting to see what, what happens with that. Because team coming back, I could see a trade happening. Like a sign and trade. Like not just like a because it'll be a free agent, but like a sign and trade with another player. I right. could see that happening. Um, who knows? Uh, maybe it, it's like a, maybe they, you know, an Anthony Davis for Zach Levine or uh, James Harden for Zach yeah, yeah. Levine, something like that. Cause I could see either one of I could right. see any of those teams depending, depending how the playoffs go, making some kind of trade. Like, yeah. Um, but that, I mean, they've definitely started something. Yeah. Caruso was a good signing. Like, <laughs> like you said earlier, yes. like everyone, I mean, even I used to shit on Caruso, but he's actually, he's really good on defense. He, he's reliable enough on offense. Like he can make a bucket. Um, yeah, so he's he's definitely he's a, a shooter for them. The yep, yep. No um, one gives him enough the credit. The best game of the of the best game of the weekend. The best game was just oh my god! Uh, it was everything you'd want in an NBA basketball game. And I thought the series would go seven. And I just like I hope it does now, just because of how great it was. Man, uh, I'm not a you know not a big Kyrie fan. I think you know that. I know you aren't, but he, we both are are. Uh, we both won't deny nope. he has major talent. Like he does, he does. He's he's very very talented. Oh, he's and incredible! He was on fire during the second half today. Like holy cow, what he was doing! The Boston fans are giving him hell because you know all that situation. We don't really need to explain it. Yeah, here in the NBA, or if you watch bad him, blood. But there was one point where he was getting heckled, and he uh, made a corner three. I forget. I think Smart was guarding him, but I can't remember for sure. And. Someone must have been drawing with him from the crowd, and he he definitely flicked him off. It was great. <laughs> nice. And uh, yeah, yeah, right. it was it was a game. I mean, Durant actually didn't have a great game. Uh, it was mainly Kyrie. And um, did did you see the highlights? No, I haven't had a chance to watch them yeah. yet. I kept up with the God, score, so I knew it was I knew it was a super close, good game. I just wasn't able to watch it. I had it on just enough to keep up with the score. But well, it really looks like the Nets were starting to pull away. I think they went up by like five points, um, somewhere in the two minute mark. I mean, I was, I was just like glued to this. This is like because this was the game I wanted to watch today uh, more than anything, right? And because uh, I thought, I thought the Suns game would be a blowout. Um, I kind of thought the Heat would would win handedly, and they, geez, not that much, but yes. And then I didn't. I thought the Bucks, right. the Bucks was better than I thought it'd be. Even though I wanted to check it out, I, I thought it'd be more of like a Milwaukee walkover. But this was the game, and they were they went up five, and I'm thinking, okay, well they they pretty much have this under control. Um, Boston's really gonna have to do something here. That kind of is like a bummer for Boston because they really helped. They had a at sixteen point like because I, I when I, I took um, a dinner break. When I took my dinner break, I watched a little Westworld, so I missed about like seven minutes or so mm-hmm. of the third quarter, and they were up by like fifteen or something. So, um, five minutes, five points, like two minutes to go. Uh, Boston ends up uh, tying it, and uh, it makes a three. It's like a, there's a one point difference at this at this particular junction in the game, and uh, well. I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. So it's a three-point game, Nets favor, and yeah. they go down and score a uh, missed shot. And I think it, um, Al Horford gets the ball, doesn't step somehow on a Marcus Smart who's on the floor and puts the ball back in. One-point game, Kyrie goes down, uh, tries to get open, can't get open, passes to Durant, who has to like put it up because it's like two-point something. 
on the shot clock. And so it's not a great three. It's an okay look, but it's not great. It's kind of like probably not going in. Right. And um, Celtics board it. I think they had a timeout to use, but they don't call it. And there's like 12 seconds left. They get it down the, the uh, court. Uh, Jalen Brown, who actually was really, really good in the fourth quarter, um, got hit in the nose. His nose was bleeding constantly. And he could stop the game at like at least two or three times to, to get Ugh. his um, nose to co- stop bleeding or like pack it more. So he goes down. He has yep. uh, nothing – open so he launches it to marcus smart and at this point i'm like oh no because <laughs> marcus smart is not the most reliable three-point shooter he's not the guy you want taking the last shot of the game no and especially only being down one i'm like right. oh that, this is not gonna work but uh tatum's cut into the basket he tosses it and cut like to a cutting tatum who spins around Kyrie and <laughs> lays the ball in like the, that's it i did see that because it incredible. looked like Kyrie actually fouled him around him like he, he like he caught mm-hmm. it and just immediately spun and went up for the shot and it was I, I couldn't believe it. it was i was like oh man this is fantastic this is everything you'd want in a basketball game so good oh <laughs> uh, yeah but yeah definitely yeah, watch I the mean, highlights for that one for sure i know you said on youtube you can go back and watch just like the highlights that one's worth it yep it was a good game i will i definitely will and anytime the nets lose it makes me happy so, I mean, also that game to me, from what you just described, shows why Simmons so needed on the Nets. Yeah. Because it's not that they're terrible at defense, but they don't have a lockdown defense. That man, when he's on, almost single-handedly is a lockdown defense. And and the Nets are are really a good team for Ben Simmons because he he doesn't need to score. If right. he can just put up a couple points, like you know, that's good enough. Like if you can go play defense on someone, that's really all you need to do for the Nets because you have Durant yep. and you have Kyrie. You can yeah, put up sixty I mean, together, if not seventy. Right. Together. Just do a decent job of passing the ball around, you know, which he does. He is good at that yeah. already. And yeah, main thing, be the defender. Because that's the reason you're in the NBA is your defense, and that's what and they need that. So I think they would be almost a different. Think oh no, I I've, I think the target range is game three or four, as what well, which would be next weekend, right? Because they don't play; they're going to be behind everyone because they play Wednesday and then they don't play again until the weekend. I think they play on Saturday, so that will be game three right. for them. I don't see him playing. That gives him like another week which will probably, I guess, would be Monday. And it is. So um, that's, I think, the earliest you – unless they're yeah. down 2-0, maybe he plays game three. Maybe. But I'm thinking it'll probably be yeah. game four. Doubtful. If he makes a, a – Yeah. Like you said, he could be a very, very big help to them because of what he's going to bring to the table for them. So. Yeah, totally. He could totally be a difference maker for them and what they do that – in the playoffs. Uh, anything you want to talk about sports-wise before we mix it up to – or switch it up, <laughs> I should say, not mix it up. Switch it up to uh, yeah. music. Sorry. I'm sitting outside, and it's there starting to sprinkle on me, so I'm moving stuff. This is real life, listeners. This is real life. Um, so, yeah, give me just a second. Uh... <laughs> he just disappeared. 
Okay, my apologies. I am back. As soon as I get settled, it'll probably stop sprinkling and not sprinkle again the rest of the night. Um, Because that's how my life works. I wanted to mention what heck is this fan-controlled football that Terrell Owens has come out of retirement and is king. This, uh, just because you sent me the picture earlier, um, I've not heard of it. It sounds really uh, unpromising. It sounds it's, like something that's going to exist for one season. It sounds like no, it's been a, No, I looked it up. I looked it up. And it started like 2017 or something. Um, so it's been around a little bit. It's done better than the XFL already. <laughs> um, Love this time. Oh, geez. Uh, I mean, I like, I'm a huge fan of The Rock, but still. Uh, so anyways, I looked it up because uh, Terrell Evans. Owens. Owens. My apologies. Terrell Owens. A touchdown pass in fan controlled football league his debut or debut so i'm just going to read this from cbs real quick hall of fame receiver terrell owens showed he still got it on saturday when he scored a touchdown in his fan controlled league football league debut owens has an outstanding bobby yeah yeah yeah. we can skip through all that Um, he has not played since 2010 the touchdown happened as the clock was running out and the Zappers, the team Owens was playing for, were already far, too far behind, but the effort was still there. The Zappers had a first and 10 with three seconds left on the clock. Quarterback Johnny Manziel threw a 12-yard pass into the end zone, and Owens registered his first reception of the game. They had to settle for a 2012 loss to, this is the name of the team, Shoulda. Ben Stars. <laughs> um, Terrell's only. Geez. It was only Terrell's first game. I think. I think uh, Menzel's playing for the wrong team. He, Terrell Owens and Johnny Menzel are both in this, and it's just like. So, from what I have gathered, fans get to make decisions on what happens in these games. The startup of football league lets fans. The startup football league lets fans vote for plays in real time that coaches then call on the field during games. Rosters will also be determined throughout a weekly draft by fans. So gimmicky. It seems trying to get like a bunch of people, like the interaction from fans or people that we're going to watch. Yep. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't even know how one would watch this league, nor do I care because I won't actually watch it. But <laughs> it just, it's uh, it's on Twitch, <laughs> okay? That's it. No, I definitely won't watch it, but <laughs> I don't even have that out. Yep, um, yeah, it's an, it just in, seems... it's an indoor football league created in 2017, it's the first ever fans controlled sports team. And it gives all of us uh, armchair quarterbacks the opportunity to prove if, our worth, I guess. Just like, what the heck? 
<laughs> what is? It's very, very, very strange. <laughs> This is crazy. The only reason I knew about it was because it was on Sports Center, and the only reason it was on Sports Center was because it was Terrell Owens catching a pass in it in his debut. But I didn't even know it was from Johnny Menzel until I read the article earlier tonight. What the heck is this? They're still trying. Right. Um. That's so weird. That's um, it. That's that's yeah. all I got for sports now. <laughs> Just so that's a weird one. There is a lot. So if you listen to our last episode published last night, Top Place Podcast. Um, yep. We're switching, to know, top, we're switching to side B now, correct? Side B? Yes. Officially? You All know right. that it's a big week. We, we hyped it up. We said, you know, get your list together. We're going to talk it out. It's record store day. I'm so, so not prepared. Oh, I'm prepared in a way. Well, um, I'm prepared. As prepared as I can be. Po- yeah. I'm prepared for this podcast. I am not prepared for record store day because I haven't decided what I'm going to not buy. Um, Because I can't afford everything on my list. So I'm going to have to really be. For what I do when I go into a record store, I'll just go ahead since we're talking about like, like I'll, I'll, I'll pick up everything that I want. And this is not just record store. Yeah. This is like if I go to a record store, I make a little pile somewhere in the store. Maybe it's five records. Maybe it's six records. Maybe right. it's two. You never know. And then I kind of think about my finances and what can I spend? What do, what do I, what can I live without? Is there something that's cut more rare that I'm finding here or it's a really good price? Um, could I get it cheaper online? Um, all these different outside factors. And then I usually get it down to whatever I'm going to purchase, you know, just depending, could be two records, right. could be four records. You never know. So yep. that's what I usually do um, when I go in. So I'll, I mean, because mainly what I'm going after this week is going to more than likely be non-record for day things. Light of time. Yeah. One, we're going later. So I don't know if I mentioned right. it during the actual That's what recording I mean. last week, but we're not leaving from Morgantown until like 11 or 1130, somewhere in that range. So that's going to put us in Pittsburgh about 1230. And, and the record store we're going to is in um, Millville, which is just a little past Pittsburgh. And so 1130, I mean, 1230 is more accurate. Um, that, and of course, that's best case scenario and everything too. Uh, so most of the stuff that I want, so... I'll just run down because I don't have much on my list, but the, the things that I'm looking at right now, I have right. four. So that's what I'm saying. I'll just run down because it charters can't be, in. Yeah, do it. I mean, I don't know if that's going to be there. That That's like a 50, 50. Probably not. Probably. It could, could probably won't is what I'm thinking. Um, I think there'll be enough. Right. It probably depends. Yes. It probably depends how many of charters can be, that record store gets. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm going to buy it because I have a bootleg of the Kawhi Stone Mountain mixtape already. So I don't know That's if I want right. just yeah, you do. the Kawhi mixtape when I already have it. Uh, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Because, I mean, I still wouldn't get rid of my boot anyway because it has Stone Mountain on I like Stone Mountain a lot, actually. I like it better than right. Kawhi. So I pick it up, but I wouldn't even buy it, you know, kind of like holding it in my pile. And then when I dwindle down... Um, the offspring, I think, will be uh, there'll be plenty enough offspring to where I should be able to get a copy of that. It's uh, offspring, yeah, 86. probably. I just don't have anything for them on vinyl, 
and that would be like the perfect thing for me to get who's not like a major big fan of them but i like enough of their songs where it's like okay um Mm -hmm. i think this one will be there i'm very shocked it's the i forget who's doing it like how to pronounce the name but it's the life is strange soundtrack and it's not the soundtrack itself so let me clarify it's the lead character in the life is strange true colors game is like a singer and so it's four of those songs that she sings in the game recorded by a real artist like it's a real artist that does it um interesting yeah so they have this artist and i'm gonna probably botch the pronunciation of it It, uh her name is mxx moon i'm sorry mxm tune rather sorry i was scrolling quickly um okay and don't know how it's pronounced so who knows if i'm saying it correctly but she is the singer yeah. like she provides the singing for the for the game so she has a four song ep that's going to be a picture right. disc out so i feel like that that will be there i don't think enough people that's very very niche um <laughs> that's very niche yeah that's you so though. you like, like video it. game soundtracks and speaking of life is strange i just got the uh angus and julia young um soundtrack for the newest game also true colors um they did because most of the time they have like a, a general soundtrack of like songs and then they have like songs that they incorporate within the soundtrack itself and so that arrived from gotcha. australia today so and in one piece wow. surprisingly so yes so of course i want that nice. this one i almost expected to be gone this is the other one i want for that day and it's uh portraits of her it's the taylor swift and uh other ladies that'll be like julian baker um yeah, uh, Laura Jean Grace is it Laura Jean Grace from uh, Laura Jane Grace? Laura Jane, sorry, um, Laura Jane Grace. Yeah, who else is on there? There's someone else in there too. That I was like, oh yeah, there's like three or four people. Those are, are the like, main. Those are the ones I remember. So that one's going to be gone. I I think I think uh, both that one and Kawhi will be gone. Uh, you might, yeah. I think, and I'm not real worried about if Kawhi's gone. Like I said, I have the right. Stone Mountain thing already. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks is the other person on there for me, and I'm like, okay. That's right. She is on there, and there's a there's others, there's a few other interesting but, people too that I've heard yeah. that are like I've heard Julia Michaels, I've heard Girl in Red, I've heard Boyish. So that'll be kind. Of, I'm kind of just intrigued just to hear the whole thing, and see how it sounds. I definitely am. It's a it's quite a makeup of female artists that you wouldn't necessarily expect to do something with Taylor Swift. So that's, that's cool. So I do think, I do think there's a very good chance you will not be able to get that. Um, as as you are. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that that one might have to be like an eBay uh, discogs thing later. Cause of the ones I, that I would get for sure that one, like the offspring, they're going to re it's just a record today first. And then it's going to be released later, probably right. on black, so which is fine. Right. So, yeah. Whereas the Taylor Swift one to buy later is probably going to, people are probably going to take that and jack it up. There's probably going to be a lot of people buying that just to flip it for a high price. Like knowing when to buy it. Like you don't want to buy the first copies to go yeah. up because they're always too expensive. Right. And you 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 kind of have yep. to wait for that perfect moment where there's like enough saturation where the market goes down for it or like the price point goes down for it, and then that's when you want to yep. buy it. You know, because after a per- period of time, 
it'll go drastically high again when there's yep. a few copies. So you got to judge that balance appropriately. Taylor then will put out a really popular album and it'll cause people to want to buy whatever else they're on that they don't have. And that'll be, yeah. So, but yeah, I think, but that's, that's my list. I, I forget what we were, what we were talking about. Like we were talking about like going to the record store. So like, that'll probably help with my price. Cause like mainly I'm going in because I'm, as I mentioned, like the local record place that we go to, has 20% off mm-hmm. used records, which I'm always down for a nice used record, especially if it's moldy stuff, and then 10% off anything new that's right. not record today. So that's that's a pretty big bargain, you know, if you're just if it's a record you're already wanting to buy yeah, already. Is. So yeah. And you're looking for Torn Seven Inch by Natalie and Bruglia, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna see. I don't know if it's if I think it is something that does exist. Um, and I feel like it could be there. I know there's some other seven inches that I purchased. I finally found the Dave. Uh, I have Dave Bowie's greatest hits, so I don't have like individual albums from him. But uh, for some reason, um, yep. Uh, Starman, I believe, is not on greatest hits, which is weird. So uh, I had to purchase that as a seven inch, and thankfully, and finally, because <laughs> I looked and looked for that record. Um, actually, no, I apologize. Let me apologize. Uh, Starman is on the greatest hits one. Suffragette City is not. For some reason, Suffragette City is not on it. Gotcha. So they had it at the last... I paid like a lot for a 7-inch, but it was like, finally they have it. I'll just pay the 15 bucks. I think it was like 10 or 15. But I picked up that the last time I was there, finally. Um, Some other good 7-inches. Like I think I bought like um, Phil Collins in the air tonight, or in the air uh, last time I was there. Oh, nice. I feel like there's some, and it sounds really good too, especially that drum part. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, they have some good seven inches here and there. You just got that. That actually doesn't get picked over too easily. Um, you just if you look for it and you just you know go find it. There's a chance. Uh, there's another time I found um, uh, "Sweet Dreams" by the Eurythmics. Really like that song. Um, ah. yep. Yeah, that's, that's a good eighty song. Reminds me of Sea World. Yeah, I have. I don't have that many, like seven inches or forty fives, but I do have not even in a case. I just have it by itself. I have um, "Walk This Way," and it's the single. It's like the original single with. Um, so it's NW. It was NWA, right? No, it was, uh, was Run DMC. That's right, Run DMC. I knew it. I apologize. I feel so embarrassed. I knew it was wrong when I said it. <laughs> Flavor Flav. Yeah, I knew it was wrong when Aerosmith. I said it. It was Run <laughs> DMC and Aerosmith. So I have that on a forty-five. So I thought I know I've seen it. Cool. I don't know if I've seen it there or not. Like I know there's been some things that I've seen, um, like maybe like a an, another re-release of that or something for like a record stream. Yeah, of some kind. This is like an OG one. <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean it doesn't have a sleeve or anything it's just the disc itself i got it at tone vendor years ago for like maybe a dollar <laughs> that's yeah that's a lot of these seven inches they're just like the regular um like white envelope and then i'll just stick it yep. sometimes they do have the sleeves but sometimes it's just that and then you know of course i put in the plastic to keep it nice and everything but right exactly um, for sure other than the one we mentioned the other day, like that's a seven inch, like off the top of my head that I'd be like, Oh yeah, I definitely want to pick this up. Um, 
Hey, I saw somebody could take off my list. Heck yeah. Uh, sweet. That's always yeah. a good thing to, to knock another one off the list. But um, yeah, that's looking at like, cause I keep a vinyl list on my phone and there's nothing that's like a seven inch oh, right. that I would pick up because everything else would be like a full album. For sure. Um, but also, like, I'm just thinking about it. Obviously, I have my list. So I'm just thinking about it. Do we want to explain kind of to listeners that aren't aware, like, how Record Store Day works? Why we're saying, like, oh, yeah, you're not going to have a chance to get that this one or that one, probably? Yeah, so Record Store Day, this is the, I'm trying to think, the 15th anniversary of Record Store Day. Is it? I thought and... it had been around longer than that. Uh-uh. 2007 okay 15 years so um this is celebrating it's it started off i want to say it was started by a place in like baltimore or somewhere in maryland possibly it was started by a record store mm-hmm. um because back then vinyl was very very basically it was like a lot of like punk bands uh, a lot of like underground type stuff was still pressed to vinyl there wasn't a lot new getting pressed at, in 2007 Nope. It was mainly like your smaller bands nope. were doing it. There really wasn't a major label support behind. Not saying that exactly. bands that were on major labels didn't get pressed. Like Incubus had stuff pressed, but it was very, very small batches. I would say. So right, vinyl had not resurrected yet. Yeah, and I don't know who started. So I'm not, I don't know names or anything, but it was an an idea concocted by. I think a local record store in Baltimore to drive up sales of people coming into the physical record store instead of going to like your chain stores like FYE, um, Camelot Music, uh, Sam Goody. I'm trying to think of any records, like actual music stores in the mall. I don't know if any exist anymore, but those will be like your 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 mall record. I'm sorry, music places. Right. I mean back back then, Target and all was even huge. Yeah, you You could even say Target, Walmart. Those were like where if you were going to buy music, that's where you go. So they were trying to like say, "Hey, come!" Kind of like you know, small business type deal. Go to your local record store, right? Buy records, and so it was an idea where they got some bands to agree to do um, special releases exclusively for this day. It was going to be the third Saturday in April, um, and they would do exclusive releases. So for it was mainly you know fans. Or you know people that maybe were in like a like a music scene because it wasn't always like say the scene, but people listen to like the Flaming Lips because they've done a lot. Um, Dave Matthews Band for some reason is known <laughs> for yep. some reason. They are a band that people like a lot, but they're like one of those bands would do a lot of records for day things. So yep. you had enough small and larger bands, you know, behind it. Um, so it started from you know in two thousand seven. And it's been going strong since then. So this is the 15th year of it. And uh, I think the first one I went to, um, I tried doing the research on my collection in Discogs because that would be the easiest way to find out. And uh, Mm -hmm. my answer, because I'm pretty sure this is the first time I had ever went was, and it didn't go back to that year. So give me just a second while I scroll through. Um. I think 2011 was the first year I went. I don't think it was 2010. You beat me. You beat me. Uh, there was, I mean, there there was one record store in Tallahassee that was really something uh, when I was there, and it was called Vinyl Fever. And 
by the time I was in Tallahassee, that was still the name, but it was more of a nostalgia and a cool name than anything. Like CDs had pretty well taken over by that point, but it was still called Vinyl Fever. And it eventually uh, died, unfortunately. It did not last uh, longer. If it had just been able to hang out a little bit longer, oh my gosh. It was a great store. Anyways, so there wasn't much going on in Tallahassee for it. And then I moved to St. Augustine in 2012. I went back to Tallahassee 2013 for Record Store Day with my buddy, Paul Chapman, who still lives there, great guy, lover of music. And he was actually friends with a new record store at the time uh, called uh, Retrofit Records. And he actually helped them set up for Record Store Day. So he knew where like all the records were because they didn't do it like Tone Vendor. I'll explain Tone Vendor in a little bit. The way they did it, and I don't know about now, it may have changed, but the year we went, they put out records on the shelf like they normally would, but they were record store day records as well, mixed in. So you had you had to actually walk around in the record store to find the records you wanted to buy for record store day. <laughs> and and he knew where they all were. <laughs> so he and I actually camped out at the store my first ever and it got cold it got really cold so no one else showed up to like 6 a.m around 6 a.m some other people showed up and by the time they actually opened the doors there was probably a good 30 or 40 people in line um and so and the reason people were showing up so early the reason big stores have people setting up the night before even here in in St. Augustine the earliest I've ever gone I think it's 4 a.m. 3 or 4 a.m. I've gone to Tone Vendor for a record store day but there have been only once have I ever been first in line and I still don't even know how that happened because I didn't show up to like four or five I guess it was just a week list but people camp out because there will only be so many presses of a record store day release so like what we were saying the uh the portraits of her the various artists that taylor swift and all the other ladies are on probably won't be there by the time you get there if you get there around 11 30 12 12 30 at the record store you're going to because that record store may only have one copy it may have six copies but when they open their doors there will probably be several people waiting in line to buy their records because they know there is a chance if they're not the first person to get to the record they want, they may not be able to get it because every store is, I think it's better than it used to be, but especially used to a store would put in their order of what they wanted and they might, they probably wouldn't even get everything they, they asked for. They'll get some, maybe most of what they ask for. But even then, they let's say they order five copies of a record. They may only get one because there's only so many. So if you want something, there's a – now some stuff like huge, like the Offspring, that's probably not a huge high-ticket item. 
um, compared to some others. If it was an album, maybe more, but or if it's a specific album, maybe more. But being the greatest hits, maybe not, probably not as much. But still, there's probably also several of those. Portraits well, of Her. Let me probably gonna, yeah interject. Go ahead. I mean, just to do a smart correction. So yeah. one, I it's 2008, not seven, because I did my math incorrect. So my apologies there. It was 2008 when it started. And well, I'm looking on the Record Store Day website, and it says 2007. Oh, okay. Yeah, Record it Store Day was con- up that way though. Well, I don't know, but this is what it says: Record Store Day was conceived in 2007 at a gathering of independent record store owners and employees as a way to celebrate and spread the word about the unique culture surrounding nearly 1,400 independently owned record stores in the U.S. and thousands of similar stores internationally. The first, the unless, first, unless they're counting so, like one year they didn't. Do well, they it, met, though. they planned it in 2007. The first one took. Okay, well, you can't do that. I'm just reading it. I'm just reading it. (laughs) I'm just reading. The first took place April 19th, 2008. And today, there are record store day participating stores on every continent except Antarctica. Which makes sense. Yes. Um, so, it, so, yes. So, with it being, yeah, so 2008 was the first one. So, my, I know it obviously wasn't, you know, conceived then, like, hey, two weeks from now, because you have to put all the, you know, everything together for it. But that was the first Just one. Just read the article, okay? There. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah. So, in 011, when I went, uh, the only reason I went really is because I heard it was a thing. So I started record collecting in, in 08. That was like the first time I had bought right. Me Without You record. And so I eventually found like a couple of record stores I liked in Pittsburgh. And then um, in 11, it was going to be, um, I didn't have a, a lot of money at the time anyway. So, but there's two releases I wanted. That's all I was going to get. I was going to get Maze the Everglow and Amberlynn um, Cities. We're getting pressed for the first time. And I love those records. And so I was like, I have to get those. Wait, they were record store day releases? Yeah. The, for the first copies were, yes. I didn't know that. thousand each. Okay. So um, our record store, the first one I went to, at least at the time, they can't now, but at the time they would just do a midnight release. But it was really cool. Like they had coffee, they had donuts. Right. Um, it was really nice. And I, I'm more of a night person. So that's more my thing. Like, let's do this at night <laughs> and then I can go to bed versus like me getting up early yep. and just being tired. So we went to Pittsburgh earlier in the day and then we just went over to Pittsburgh, like to the record store to Attic Records, probably about 11 ish, give or take, maybe 1130. And I was like third in line. And I, nice. Yeah. I mean, because it wasn't very popular. This is 2011. Um, I got both those records. That's the only thing I bought that day, too, because, you know, like I said, I was, I didn't have a whole lot of extra money or anything. I had enough to get those two records and that was it. So I bought those, and then I went the next year because they are pressing uh, Never Take Friendship Personal and uh, Blueprints for the Black Market for the first time. So I got those the following year. Um, but now, like how you mentioned people, literally, if you don't get to the record store at like 6 in the morning now, like you, you're just going to be like around the corner. Like it's just that – there's that many people that go to the one in Pittsburgh now where yep. it's just like insane. Because like I went up for um, – one of the Black Friday record store days releases, 
just to get two incubus records and i was like i was technically first in line i just was i didn't want to stand out because it was cold um and this was in the morning and then i ended up getting like third in line of course i got my records and was fine but um now it's like you have to go early and it's like they, someone got they got in trouble for doing a midnight release instead of doing it in the morning which is stupid because it's technically midnight and the next day but whatever yeah so they couldn't have one of the days yep. i think it was like a black friday they couldn't do um but now they just do it in the morning i think like eight o'clock or, or nine or something like that is when they open but yeah you're around the corner uh i didn't go last year so it'll have been probably I wasn't 2020 because that doesn't sound right either because that's when they moved everything. So mm-hmm. probably 2019 was the last time I went and it was, it was around the corner. Like Scott and I went, I'm pretty sure that year. And it was wild. Like we went there early too. Like we got there, we stayed up in Pittsburgh that night, like on Friday. And then we left the hotel. We stayed in Airbnb and left. I thought early enough, we got there like at six 30 and the, we were already like around the corner at 6 30 and i was like geez wow yeah did you get everything you wanted still yeah i did uh i don't nice. i don't think there's i think there's only like one release i wanted scott really wanted the south park soundtrack because they were doing like that bigger longer <laughs> and uncut movie i don't know if it was the first time they had ever pressed it or not but they were doing that for right. a release and he really wanted that and we didn't think he was going to get it because you know like you mentioned they only get so many copies of every record um they seem to do pretty yeah. well, the one in Pittsburgh, at least this one, where they get multiple of it. But that probably is a bigger pressing. It's probably at least 5,000. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, I mean, that's why I go early. Uh, I'm going to go early this year. I don't know how early, but I'm going to go early. I don't want to be too late. It's going to suck because I'm going to go to that, then come home, try and rest, and then I got to be at work, which I don't really have time to rest before I go back in town and go to work. And then I have my nephew's birthday party this coming Saturday afternoon. I'm actually only going to work for like an hour or so. And then um, my my boss is going to come in and relieve me so I can go to the birthday party. But yeah, so it's going to be a long day. Uh, but I, 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 I don't know, man. The last few years, the ha- they haven't been like insane lists for me, at least. But there's certain, yeah, there's certain artists that they come out with something, I'm gonna get it. And then there's usually a few that I'm really excited about. The last time I was like super late, like I'm staying up super late, I'm getting this, or I'm not stay up super late, but I did, but because I was like, I'm gonna be there super early. Um, I actually just went and hung out at Stogie's Cigar Bar until until they were closing, and then I made my way over to uh, Tone Vendor and I slept in my car for a little bit. And then I want to say I was in line by like three three thirty, and I was Jesus. not first. I was like second or third in line that year because there was people that just got there at like ten o'clock that night and slept there. <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a record that I would want that much where I'd just be like, I'll just pay a little bit more for an upcharge and get it online because right. that's insane. That's really, really early. I mean, I know people Dude. do it for things, Yep. but man. But I got um, that Radical Face box set and there was only like three of them. 
and you know how you're saying that some years like the list itself isn't that great and i really feel like the last time it was really really great was like probably 2013 or 14 where there was yeah. like maybe five releases i wanted i feel like it has since then since records have made a comeback it has went more to like major labels and things that's where, true that's part of it is yeah because records yeah. are a big thing again so it, it's you get like um one of the things i always like is gary Cl- well he did i don't think he did one this year but gary clark jr does a lot of live uh mm-hmm. presses for records today and i like his live stuff i actually like him better live than i do recorded and uh i'd like to get those like i've bought i think pretty much everyone that he's ever released for records today that was an actual live gotcha. uh version of it um but I, I think in 2013 or 14, there was a decent, that was a decent year where there's like four or five releases. But outside of that, there's always like one or two uh, or, or there has yeah. been none. Like there's been none some years as well. There was something you wanted last year that I got for you. Yeah, Didn't it was uh, Ariana Grande's live record. That's right. Cause there's no way I would have bought that. Yeah. <laughs> because it was one of those things like if I don't get it, what if I, well, if they don't re-release it and it's just like, that's the only right. time you can get it. Cause so you, there are times where um, it is not uh, all new stuff. Sometimes it's like, this is a record today first, then it's going to go to the public later. Like we're going to do another right. release of it. Right. Like you were so, saying, it's probably going to happen with um, that. Uh, the uh, offspring. Offspring for sure. Yeah. And I mean, but um, sometimes it it's just yeah, like it's a record store day first. It's going to come out again. Sometimes it is a re-release of something, but it's a special because it's record store day version, and they make it like a pack. There's yeah, very sometimes right. colored vinyl. There's something really really special about it being record store day version of it. Yada yada. Um, but anyways. Uh, I I have a long list this year, for sure. Um, it's one of the longest lists I've ever had. And I'm not going to be able, like I was saying when we first started to talk about it, I'm not going to be able to buy everything I want to get mm-hmm. this year. That's for certain. Um, I just haven't knocked stuff off yet. But there's, even though it's a long list, a lot of it is stuff like I'm interested in, but there's not a lot that I'm like really, really excited about. Okay. There's, I do want to get that portraits of her. I think that would be really good. That's one of them. Uh, let's see. I'm pulling up my list now. Uh, there's a black Pumas box set. It's seven inches, and I I is am it the record? For... It's seven inches. Um, so it's not the entire record, but it's I don't I'm pretty positive I don't have the details in front of me right now, but I've read it in the past. It's but it's I okay. don't think it's the entire record, but. It, because you know how Underth did Erase Me? They, they did like a, a seven-inch version of it that, had, that one of the tracks was like a bonus track. So I didn't know if it was something like that where the, right. it's like the, the record, but like all seven inches. I don't think it's the entire record. I'll pull it up real quick. 
Um, so, but I really, I really like them. They're a really good band. But recently, I got the. Um, sorry, I'm moving around and got winded, <laughs> so I'm catching my. I'm talking. I'm an old. I'm an old man. Um, the thing with this is, I recently. This one's not as high on my list as it was. So it's the collector's edition. Black Pumas? Yeah. It's the collector's Oh, you cut out there. That's what I was asking. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, it's the singles with deluxe artwork and two bonus tracks. So it's... Um, it's all... It's a one, one, two... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So yeah, I guess it, it pretty much is the whole. Uh, it's not the whole album, but it's close. Some of the stuff is like there's Black Room Rising, the Bad Bad Not Good remix, there's Colors Pete Rock remix, some stuff like that. But um, it's a lot of it's a lot of songs. I think it'll be cool with all the different artwork and such. But like I said because of the fact that I just got colors on vinyl, I'm not for free 99. Right. Um, That may end up being one that I, that I cut from my list. I'll just have to see, but I'm definitely interested in it still. Um, There, I do want to get the Childish Gambino Kawhi. I don't have any of his stuff on vinyl. He's an artist I want to start getting things of. So I do want to grab that. Um, that's a seven inch too, isn't it? No, it's a, it's a full length. Um, Is it a there's full? only five or six songs on the EP. So right. It's probably three sides on each. Probably he'll probably do a pretty good job on it. He did a, a bonfire remix back in like 20, probably 2013 when camp was out. So I think when yep. that, when uh record say 2013, he did like a camp, uh, I'm sorry, a bonfire. Probably one was a single one was probably instrumental. Uh, one was maybe a- acapella and then like a couple remixes on it or something, but I didn't buy it because I just purchased camp on vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I had no doubt. It's going to be really cool with the packaging and all. Uh, but I guess for some, I knew it was a EP, and maybe that's why I was just thinking it was a, a, a uh, seven okay. inch. Uh, but so there's that. The replacements unsuitable for airplay. That is a recording of a show that the replacements did, which the replacements were a very pivotal punk band uh, from back in the day. They didn't last a super long time, but they're very pivotal. And I don't have anything by them. And that's like a famous performance of theirs. So I'm very interested in that. Uh, Taylor Swift, The Lakes. Just because I like Taylor Swift. Um, That's one I'm also very interested. That's like the bonus track that she did, isn't it? For um, Continue. Uh, can the, the uh, Evermore right? Is it not Evermore? The the first record, folklore, folk, folklore, folklore. Yeah, I was gonna call it folk songs. Like that's not right. I know. Yeah, I'm folklore. Like, I believe so. I'm trying to pull it up right now. I know I'm okay. terrible. That one um, would probably be a seven inch, right? 
I think it is. I'm pretty sure it's a seven inch. I'm trying to find it. Yes, the lakes, Taylor Swift. Ten thousand of them, so I probably won't have any trouble getting it if it's got No, that'll be easy to get. Yeah. It's got the original version of the lakes from her from folklore. And then it has um like a a a B-side alternate version of the lakes. So that's the first time the original version okay, of it cool. will be on vinyl. So just because it's a seven inch, I'll just have to see how my money is looking. Uh, but I'm definitely interested in that. Yeah. Seven inch will be right. pretty cheap. Yeah. You're looking at maybe like seven or eight bucks for most seven inches. It's so right. max. Like, I mean, I have seen it for 10, but most of the time it's about six to eight kind of depending. Right. I'm much, I'm more interested in Kawhi. And I'm more interested, for sure, in the replacements than that. Uh, there's a U2 celebration. It's a single. It's a full 12-inch. So here's my thing. I love U2. And ever since they started doing these things on Record oh, Store man, Day. that's nice. I love U2. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Sorry, ever, I make that terrible joke. Ever since they started doing these, like, old-school U2 songs that they've been doing, these, like, 12-inch uh, single releases of with usually like a B-side or something else mm-hmm. or a remix version of the song on it. I buy them. They're overpriced. They're just a money grab. <laughs> I don't care. I want it. I buy them. Uh, um, so I definitely want to get that. There's also we mentioned Portraits of Her. I definitely I really want to get that. I think that's a cool um, collection of female artists. There's also I want that Julian Baker song too. That's right. that's like the heart of if honestly if she wasn't on it, I could probably be like, eh, I'll be all right. If I get it, cool, but like the Julian Baker if like aspects is yeah, huge. I definitely want it. Yeah. Sure. Especially if it's I don't know what song it is. Like there's never been a track list track listing released. I don't think I it has it, been. I, you'll have to send me a pic because you'll probably have it before I do. Right. But if it's just like a song of hers, let's say it's a compilation or something maybe then i wouldn't buy it like if it was like hey this is a song that is on my album it's also in this compilation or maybe right maybe it's a live if you're like right if it's one where i tell you and you're like oh i have that <laughs> yeah i may be like because eh. that that's really what pushes me over the edge like i love julian baker and i try to get anything right. that she does on vinyl because she's like just astounding yep but I definitely am interested in that. Then there's another various artist collection, Go Ahead Punk, Make My Day. And if you can't tell, it's punk. I, I, I'm very interested in that as well. So I'm going to try to grab it. I, so I don't know that that will be too difficult to get. Um, just with the crowd that goes to Tone Bender. But you never know. That's the thing. People travel for this stuff. Like, there are people that will travel for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I am. <laughs> and going so like, like, an hour and a half. But like, we'll spend the day in Pittsburgh, too. Go to different places. Yeah, so I really want to get it. It's, um, it, was a, it, was a sam- it was a CD sampler from Nitro Records, originally released in 1996. And it has AFI, Guttermouth, the Vandals, Offspring, 
and a band I've never heard of called Jughead's Revenge. And each each of those artists have two songs on it. So I'm definitely interested in it. That's cool. Yes. I thought I thought that was uh, AFI's old, la- uh, old label before they went major. That's why the moment you said, I was like, I don't think AFI was on that. Yeah. And then you mentioned their name. I was like, all right, I was yep. right. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, That'd be cool. That'd be a nice release. Yeah, so I definitely want to get that. I think that would just be really cool to have. Um, and then there's, I might get this just because I like picture discs. Uh, the Casey Musgraves Starcrossed pick disc. You, yeah, you should definitely send me a picture of it if you do. Even if you don't send me a picture of it, I want to know what it looks like. Okay. So I'm unsure about that one just because it's like I have the album already. And and I like it. Yeah. It's a good album. But it also, if the, if I, when I'm picking what I can't, what I don't get, that may go. Now, last on my list, this is... Hey, uh, that Life is Strange mm-hmm. that I was telling you about that I want to pick up, it's a picture disc Oh, nice. Well. I do like my picture discs. Um, so here is what I am most wanting. My main reason, and I know for a fact, Tone Vendor, um, if Tone Vendor gets it, it's not going to be many because um, the owner of Tone Vendor did not even know who this artist was. Did not know anything about this release. <laughs> um, so I'm really hoping I can get it. But it's Demont Kennedy. He is from the UK. Oh, no, I think it's Ireland. I think he's from Ireland. I think. Anyway, I've heard you talk about him there. before. Yeah, like I love him. Singer, songwriter. I'm a big fan of his. This is an EP from like one of his earlier EPs in his career. It's called Doves and Ravens. And that is the thing I am most excited about. Hands down. That's the main reason I want to go is I want to get that EP. So that is my number one gun. And I don't think I'll have a... I don't think many people going. I think you'll be yeah. okay with that one. I don't think many people going to Tone Vendor are going to want it. Um, so let's say it came out originally. It was it's the fifth anniversary edition of Demont Kennedy's EP, originally released on CD. It's going to be on Clear, your favorite color. It's going to be on oh, on Clear vinyl. It's a R. It's a record store day exclusive release. So, and I sent you a picture of the Casey uh, vinyl. There's 15k of it, so it's definitely one that's going to be easy to obtain. Yeah. As far as uh, it, like, they're going to have plenty of it at every place. Yeah. But it looks yep. pretty cool. I'm yeah, not going to say I'm going to put the, it on my list because like I, I, there's so much I want, but. Uh, it's, it might make it to my list. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely something I'm interested in, but I do already have the album, and we'll see where it stacks up, you know, when I start looking at my monies. Um, so It'll I be may... one of those records, though, that I would never get rid of because 
I like the the cop that I have right now. I like how the packaging is on it. So I wouldn't sell. Yep. It. Like I would definitely keep that. But I don't right. know if I want two copies of the record or not. But I I do like the picture disc. It's cool. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check it out and see what happens. Um, I just again, it just depends on how my monies go when I'm looking at buying when I'm there. So we'll see. Number one, obviously, is the Dermot Kennedy, which when so my buddy Caleb, he introduced me to Mott Kennedy and he also was the first one to tell me that this was being released. And we originally thought it wasn't coming to America. So I was. Bummed. Oh, you said it's going to be like a Euro release only. Yep. So when we found out that it was going to be available here, got really excited. So that's my number one. That's my main reason for going. And um, then I'll just see what of this list I get. Very likely portraits of her. Very likely you two. Um, I want that punk one. And then we'll just see from there how it goes. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be tired. Uh, a decent amount like of other stuff. Uh, just randomly on my list that I'm definitely going to be looking for um, one record store day. Because like I said, I get the discount and it seems like right. a good time to buy something. No, that's a good so, idea. I mean, that's a good discount. I think I think Tone Bender usually does some kind of discount as well. Uh, but see, I don't know how, how the stores you go to set it up. But Tone Bender... You walk, he usually only lets in like two or three people at a time, and it's fast, right? Um, he lets in like two yeah. or three at a time, like okay, first two people go, or something like that. And, um, and when you first walk in, the way his store is set up, the first thing you see in general is a new releases section, that's just how the store is set up anyway. So on record store day, you walk in and the first thing you see, normally he has the record store day releases out. And it's usually just like one copy of each. And then as soon as you buy it, they put another one out. If they haven't, if they have another copy, they put another out in its place. So if the person right behind you wants the same one, it's there. Uh, But because of that, if you're record store day shopping, especially if you're one of the people that's early, you got to grab what you're going to grab right then. And then as it starts to calm down a little, you can hang out. You can look at other stuff. You don't have to own, you don't have to like get it and leave. But a lot of people do. A lot of people, myself included, a lot of, t- a lot of years, it's like, okay, I got my list. Boom, 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 boom. All right. Paid. I'm out. And then you can like go back if you want and hang out. Some stores will have, like live music, bigger stores may even have like famous people. I think the first year Metallica like hung out for a long time at a record store, stuff like that gets to happen. Smaller markets like St. Augustine, not so much. He's done live music before and things like that. Um, He's had like, he'll partner with a local brewery and they'll do like a, they'll do a keg of beer that's specifically for that record store day. He's done that before. That's kind of cool. 
uh, different things of that aspect. But I know for me, I usually don't hang out that much, especially now because I got to go to work soon after anyways. But, you know, I have my list. I have the things. I want to be one of the first people. Boom, boom, boom. Paid, gone. I'm not also usually trying to just, oh, what else can I buy? Well, let me just browse. Let me just shop around. So, I mean, that's an option. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty cool because I know – like I said, they did, they've done like the they'll probably do something like that. But our our record store does, so they they encourage everyone to have a list yeah. already prepared so they can get people in and out, and they'll they'll start getting that you know ready. Mm-hmm. We'll probably miss most of the crowd, which is nice. So it'll be us probably just going to the record store, maybe a small way, but probably us just going in. And so they fill everything you want. If you just want like the records for day stuff, you give me your list. They fill it. You go to the register, you pay for it, you leave. That's that way you're just in and out. But they usually right. have like the cardboard boxes filled up with the records like so you can you know look through them and everything and they have them placed yep. in you know alphabetic order throughout the store like in where where they can in the walking areas so if you're looking for certain places you just kind of like, okay i'm looking for casey Musgraves. i gotta go find the m's so you go try to find right. the m's boom there you go but but it's usually yep. in the, the store I'll, I'll try to take some pics of inside so it it looks like it's two stores combined, but it's just one really big store. Uh, and the one side, okay. they have a bunch of cassettes and CDs, uh, like a bunch. Uh, they have a, a then they have a back room where like the restrooms are, and it's just like all this old vinyl. Like you could just search and maybe find something. I mean, like old old vinyl, probably yeah. a couple bucks for a record kind of deal. And then right. on the other side is where they have like their newer stuff. So. They've expanded so much since I when I first started going. They literally had like, you know how you, like you go in like say Urban Outfitters. Have you been in Urban Outfitters? Mm-hmm. Their vinyl section isn't very big. It's it was like, right smaller than that. Like their newer section, like the brand new stuff that would come out. It was like six bins maybe. You know that you that you look through, and so it's it obviously expanded dramatically. You know since I started going there. And they have, of course, it's always been divided by genre and whatnot, but they've expanded by so much because it used to be just this one small room and now it's like all over. And they never used to really do great with hip hop, but now they have a great hip hop section. They have a great soundtrack selection. Right. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I got really distracted there. I was like, man, I might get that Casey Musgraves. I don't know. It, it may, may happen. Hey. But like um, hey. on my list, like outside of that, they had Streets of Rage 3. Like it's a video game soundtrack. I'd love to get that. Wow. Um, if they didn't, I can get it somewhere else. So, God, I played I'm that game that a lot. Yeah, I love the first two soundtracks, but the third one's pretty good. I don't own it on vinyl, so I'd like to pick that up. Um, uh, I've never picked up Alt J and Awesome Wave. That's a record that uh, I, I've, it's always on my list. Uh, Uncut Gems. I don't have the Uncut Gems soundtrack. That's something I Oh, my like gosh. For. Yeah um daft punk human after all but i don't think they're gonna have it i'm just kind of waiting for a repress it's on my list but i doubt they have it because i think it's been pretty much out of print since daft punk um broke up uh yeah i don't have much van morrison stuff so if i can get some used van morrison stuff i'd be down for that or if i can just maybe get a good price on some new stuff um Ah, there's one album of his that's like the epitome van morrison um it's got a weird name probably the one of the first couple records it's like the second or third one i think that he did 
I'm trying to think of it, um, but I know it's got like a like a unique name, and it's like supposed to be the main one. Because I want Moon Dance, and I don't think that's the one. I think you're thinking of the one that I think that was before Moon Dance. Let me get to uh, Astral Weeks. Yes, Astral Weeks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the second one. Yeah, I want Moon Dance a lot. So if I can get Moon Dance. Uh, that'd be pretty good. Uh, Astral Weeks is pretty good. I like it as well. Um, I don't want a ton of his stuff, but if I could get those two records, I'd be pretty happy. Cause I, but I would like to find them used because I just I, yeah. that'd be fine with me. Right. But um, we'll see how it goes. He's a bit of a problematic character. Just like as a person. Yeah, I was going to say more as a person, not like that he's done something Right, kind of problematic. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see, uh, white stripes. I I still need. To get, I mentioned last week. I need to get the first Jack White record again. This might be a time I pick it up. Um, right. White stripes greatest hits. I still like to buy that. Um, we're on drugs. I don't know anything from them yet. I'd love to get uh, their second record on vinyl. Um. I need one more Paramore record to have all the Paramore records. I need uh, Brand New Eyes. And then um, Rage Against the Machine. I know we mentioned them last week. Uh, I really would like to get... I picked up one when we were in uh, Alabama. Uh, I picked up uh, the one they did, like the cover songs. But I'd really like to get the Battle for Battle of Los Angeles on vinyl. I don't know that one. I'd love to pick that up. Um Father John Misty, another artist we mentioned last week. I would like to get Fear Fun. I don't know if that's something they would have at all, but uh, that's on my list. Um, refused. The wait, 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 wait. You don't have Fear Fun? No, I only have uh, I Love You, Honey Bear, and then I have the uh, the live Rough Trade session that he did in like Minnesota or something. That's it. I want Fear Fun on vinyl because I like that record a lot, but I don't have it yet. Okay. Yeah, I knew you liked it. I just kind of, I guess, maybe assumed you had it. Yeah, I'd have it. Yeah, I almost bought it multiple times. It's like one of those, it's the same with Alt-J, where I've had it in my hand multiple times. I just never pulled the trigger on it yet. <laughs> no, I understand that. It's like, it's been in my hands multiple times. Uh, yep. Lana Del Rey, um, yeah. uh, no one fucking Rockwell. I'd like to get that record. Because it's really, really good. Like, good Lord, it's, it's amazing. Uh, I'd love to pick that up. It'll probably be like a forty dollar record, so that one might be like, eh. Really? You might get the yeah. It's it's pretty pricey to get that one. It's probably at least gonna be thirty five, but it'll probably be thirty five to forty dollars hmm. if I pick it up. Um, the Strokes. I didn't know she. Huh. Well, I have. I don't have all of her stuff on vinyl because she's one of those artists. I I really like the record. Or I don't like the record at all. It's kind of like that, right? Uh, or like there might be a song, but like I'm not gonna buy a record for a song. Um, but I really do like Norman fucking Rockwell a lot. And yeah, I'd like to pick that up. The Strokes, Is This It? Um, when I got into, like, when I was reading that book that one summer and I got into all those New York bands, so like TV on the radio, I already listened to The Strokes, but it really got me into the first record by The Strokes. Because the first record from The Strokes that I really, really listened to was uh, First Impressions of Earth, which is my favorite Strokes record, which is probably like a sin to most people, but I love that record a lot. And um, I own it, but I don't own Is This It. And I'd like to get Is This It on vinyl. Um, gotcha. 
the the Shining soundtrack if I can find it. I don't <laughs> think you'll have quite it. a list. These, yeah, these are all potentials. Um, and then Pedro right. the Lion, uh, Control. Uh, I've, you don't I have don't Control. Have it's no. been I know I can get online so... everything. I just have it yet. Yeah, it's been re-released so many times. I have it. I think that was the first. Now, I had already bought. So when I first started buying vinyl, I actually bought it. I bought this at Vinyl <laughs> Fever at that store. Um, but again, they just were just, a, they could have just held on like probably another year even. Because um, vinyl was starting to do something, but it hadn't exploded yet. But I bought uh, Curse Your Branches, which was just a Bazan album. Yes, I bought that. Ooh, that was one nice. of the first vinyl yeah. I purchased. Uh, so I bought, yeah. And then it was a little while, wow. and then I bought another one of his. And then it was a little while later. I saw him live right after I moved to St. Augustine and they were touring control. It was when he was first embracing Pedro the lion again. And so they, they didn't just do that album, but they played that album in its entirety and also played some other songs, but they re-released it on vinyl for that tour. And I bought it at the show. And I've bought I like some those other two, Pedro. Like Dave Bazaar. Like I don't like all of his stuff, but those two, Control and um Cursor Branches, I do like both of those Bazan projects a lot. Yeah, they're really um, good. If I was gonna buy any, it'd be those two, but definitely control. Um I, I was in Phoenix. When I lived in Phoenix, they had it at Zia Records, the one I went to a lot. And it was like a used version of it for like ten bucks, and I should have bought it, but I didn't buy right. it. Right. <laughs> it's like one of those there's another one too. Um, I went to another record store in Phoenix and I only went there maybe twice, uh, but they had Midtown. Um, oh, wow. Is it Tell All Your Friends? I'm trying to think of the name of the. I'm going to Discogs. Give me just one second. Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, while you're doing that, I, I've bought from Zia before. Forget what you know. Sorry. Yes, forget what you know. Yep. I've bought from, from Zia. I think. I think it was from Zia that I got my Capra album, but I'm not positive on that. And then there was something else I've got. They do some exclusives every yes. now and then, like they'll have their own pressing of a record. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely been some other stuff I've gotten from them um, in the last year or two. That may have been where I got my Middle Kids album, which again, that album's phenomenal. You really need to listen to Middle Kids. They're they're a, a really good record store in Phoenix. There's like multiple locations, um, but they they do a there's a pretty good job of like getting uh, there's enough people in there. I mean, being a larger city, that the right. used section is really good, so they get a lot of used stuff in. Um, right. I mean, it might be different now. I've been in Phoenix in seven years, but it was always really nice to go there to that place. Uh, I would imagine it's still very similar. I can see it. Um, but they, I mean, that's kind of like what I'm looking for. Uh, then, you know, never mm-hmm. know. Maybe we'll have something like older. Uh, but, but we go to the, the exchange. There's a place called The Exchange. And it's, um, I, I mentioned it other times on here as well, where it's like they have old school video games as well as newer ones. But old school video games like DVDs, VHS. They have a bunch of different things like those Funko Pops people like. Things like that. It's like a gaming. Oh, my gosh. Type. It's like a game 
memorabilia type things and um they have some cool records every now right. and then too like i think the one time i think i even i, I want to say i might even send it to you but they had the first pressing of beloved for like 60 bucks and that was shocking oh, wow. to me it was like one of the ones that um not the tooth and nail one the one that uh, uh broken circles did it was one of those mm-hmm and that, that was like a really good price on it. And no one ever responded wow. to me because I posted like, if anyone wants it, let me know because I'll, I'll buy it right now and you can just cash me the money. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So you get like some weird things every there from um, from them every now and then. But uh, do you have a memorable Record Store Day release that, you know, like, oh yeah, I remember it doesn't have to even like be a release. I don't know if it's like a story or something like of uh, just like a really good record store day or a release that came out that you were like super excited about that you ended up getting. Well, the first year was definitely memorable because I went again with my buddy Paul and we camped out. We literally camped out at the store and it got cold. Let me tell you, it got cold and there's pictures of us there online. Um, but again, it was 2013. We camped out. I got everything I wanted. So I got, uh, I remember I got an At The Drive-In album. If I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was, um, uh, what's the one with one arm scissor? It's called Something on Command. I don't know them that well. Like I know of them, okay. but I've not I listened like to them Regulate much. on Command or something like that's the name of it. Um, but I got that album. I was able to get the demo tapes release. It's a vinyl. It's not the tapes, but that's just what it's called. Of um, of Coheed and Cambria, they did did they did like the Ascension and the Descension. Uh, those were two different albums. I got the demo tapes. I think it was for Descension. Um, and I forget what else, but that was just a great experience because it was my first record store day ever. There was like food. We hung out for quite a while after we went in because we knew a lot. Of, uh, for me, it was a little bit of a homecoming too at the time. I had been gone from Tallahassee. Uh, so this would have been in April and I had moved in the November before. So it was just a cool kind of, <coughs> excuse me, chance to, to go home. So that was a great experience. Uh, but then there was certain um, getting, I mentioned it earlier that time I showed up super early to Tone Vendor because I wanted the Radical Face box set. And I got some other things that year. I don't remember exactly what now. But Radical Face, he's a singer-songwriter. He's still not like hugely known, but he's had some songs that have been on really popular commercials. He's also a producer. He's produced some really good stuff, uh, but uh, he's a, writes really good music. And he put out this box set, um, and it was like it was like leaves, roots, branches. It was all like parts of a tree, and it was and it's called like the family album or something like that. And it was one at that time, and it still may be the most money I've ever paid for one item on Record Store Day, but there wasn't very many of them. There may have only been a thousand release period or something small like that. And I knew Tone Vendor had it. I didn't know how many Tone Vendor was getting, and I wanted it. So I made sure I got that box set, uh, um, one of my prized possessions in my collection. 
So that was really cool just to get that. Another one that I actually ended up finding online because they didn't have it at the store and not many people seem to care about it at all. But I love this album and I think it's really interesting. It's the last out, it's the last musical project that Waylon Jennings worked on. And it's on the Black Country record label. Waylon Jennings did it and he produced it, but he and his dad worked on it together. And it's called Phoenix On, F E N I X O N. And it's an industrial album. Waylon and Shooter Jennings, yeah, Waylon and Shooter Jennings industrial album, and it's like kind of brutal. The cover is this really creepy looking like picture. I don't know if it's supposed to be one of them or what, but I'll send you a picture of it. But it's really creepy, and they did not have it at that store. They didn't have it. I had friends that went to other stores and they didn't have it either. I ended up finding it online because it wasn't like a hugely sought after. I don't know if it ever has become, but it wasn't at the time. So it wasn't too crazy mm-hmm. expensive to get. And so I found it online like the same day or the next day and ordered it. And I love it. I think it's an awesome album and it's such a cool concept. Uh, but but it's the last thing that he and that uh, Waylon Jennings was part of, like of original music before he passed away. And they're both on the album. And it's just it's like, who would ever expect either of them, but especially Waylon Jennings to be on an industrial album. And this isn't like pop radio industrial dude like this. Yeah, it's good. Like the actual experience of like going into like the midnight releases a couple times uh, when they used to do those. Uh, I think one of my favorite records of all time, probably top five or 10 for me is Foles, Holy Fire. And uh, they did the first run of it um, as a record today release. And it had like a bonus seven inch with Bluebird is on it for sure. I don't know on the other side. I don't know if it's a remix or what. I don't really care because Bluebird's on it and that's yeah. all that matters. But I love that, right? It's like one of my, of the, when I did like my like 10 year thing uh, of like the albums over like a 10 year period, it was in the top five. And so having that okay. record. See, I'm not familiar um, with them. I love that one. That one's like my favorite that they've done. Um, and one year I already had it, but I ended up selling the copy I had to a friend um black keys did a uh el camino uh-huh. release for record search yep. so the reason i, I that. wanted it is, be- is because it had a bonus seven inch of um sister it was a live version and then okay. another song on there as well and i wanted that live version of sister so i sold the one i had to my friend and and purchased that one but uh, other than you know gotcha. like the amberlin the Amberlynn stuff and uh, the May was a really good one, which I eventually sold because I won a copy of the the newer pressing that Spartan did, and that's what's yeah. the one I have in my collection now. But um, yeah, I would say those were all like pretty pretty solid uh, pickups and and just good experiences. Like like I said, I, I love the midnight releases because then like even if you leave there, it's like one o'clock and you're done already. You don't have to worry about getting up or anything. It's great. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, I would much rather that. 
Yeah, because I'm, I'm more of a night person. Like, I, I would rather drink some caffeine and stay up and then yep. just crash at 3 in the morning or wherever. Sometimes we, like, just stay in the city that night. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, that would be more my thing than uh, than getting up early. So, But we'll yeah, see. I'll, no. I'll let you know what I haul in we'll, when we record next week. We can uh, – although we'll probably already know, but <laughs> – yeah, we'll listeners. have talked about it for sure. But no, I'm, de- yeah. I'm interested to see, like, especially since you're more going on a fishing expedition, kind of, you know, like you're searching your yeah. list. And I'll let you know how it goes for me, what I end up cutting and what I end up getting, because I'm not getting everything. There's no way. I, I don't have uh, really much else I want to mention when it comes to music, but I would like to just briefly... Uh, recap the uh, Waxahachie uh, concert yeah. I did go to that on Tuesday and she commented um, on our top plays Instagram for anyone listeners make sure you're following us uh, on yes. Instagram top plays podcast uh, I made a post that was such oh, a good yeah, that I had made a post last week saying because it was Tuesday night that you went to the show and Tuesday was also the play in tournament so yep. I made a post uh, saying that while Tyler was at going to be watching Waxahachie, and I tagged. Um, so Waxahachie, I don't think the band has an Instagram. I think it's just the lead singer Katie. So it's the it's a Waxahachie or Waxahachie is the handle. Uh, so I yeah. I tagged him in the post saying while I was at the show, I am going to be watching the play in tournament at home, and she commented saying we're we'll be watching the play-in tournament backstage <laughs> and you actually saw it before i did you let me know that the comment had happened i was like that's cool so it was like oh very nice yeah it was it was awesome um so i ended up going to morgantown brewing company as i mentioned um and then at seven i was like well i'm gonna i'm gonna ditch out of here because the, when they're doing um bingo that night like team bingo yeah. and so i thought i'm gonna go to the apothecary since the, the concert itself wasn't starting until nine and the one's gonna be over oh, wow. 45 yeah it was a late night was it so, just two artists yeah just okay. uh just maddie diaz and um then uh uh waxahachie so i ended That's up a late uh, show. yeah it is so i ended up oh, i'll go to apothecary which is like a, a beer bar like they have craft beer and I thought I'll go there and chill out, watch a little bit of basketball on my phone because it was fully charged. I thought if I watch a game for an hour, it's you know it'll be fine. So yeah. I get there, trying a few things, and um, <laughs> this is where the story takes a crazy turn. So I'm just chilling out, watching. I think it was the that was Tuesday, so that would have been what the um, the Nets and the uh caps next men's caps were playing so it was like so. it was a blow like pretty much right away but uh this one guy comes over he's like hey do you want a ticket and he's like I have, I have an extra concert ticket and i was like to waxahachie and he's like yeah and I was like, he's like my date belt on me um and so he's like i have another ticket and i don't want to go to waste i just wanted to find someone to take it like he's like I, you don't have to go with me or anything he's like i just wanted to I see if someone wanted to take uh an extra concert ticket i said nah man i'm already going but you know, thanks for the offer, but you know, maybe someone else yeah. will want to use it or whatever. And so he's like chatting for a few, and he's like, "Hey, man, do you care if I like come over and sit here?" Because I was sitting like there's a like a couch area, and I had like an ottoman, and then like two couches. 
and they're like they're in the middle of this coffee table. Yeah, and really, <laughs> you are off I, keeping to yourself trying to watch the game. Re- yeah, really, I just want to like I want to watch some basketball right now, and right. I'm not. <laughs> well, you know, I thought you know, okay, let's not be uh, my normal self. Let me be more friendly. <laughs> not that I'm not friendly, but you know what I'm saying. Let me I be gotcha. more outgoing than you know right. than I would be typically. Uh, I was like, yeah, that's so just that's being like, fine. dude, I'm trying to watch the game. Leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> it was a blowout anyway. So it was it was totally cool. So uh, he he's chatting for a while, and uh, this woman uh, at one point was like, I had seen on the other side of the couch, like literally just on the other side there's two chairs that are kind of like facing each other but not really they're kind of like angled you could look at each other yeah angled yeah. and there's like a little coffee table there and she came up and you know she was there by herself i think maybe reading or something and she came up and was like hey can i leave my stuff here and go use the restroom I'm like yeah that's fine you know, we'll watch it make sure everything's okay so uh after a while like he was chatting and he's like hey do you, want, you know want to go he offered her the ticket and so um she ended up saying yeah i'll go so the three of us end up going to this concert together on Tuesday. Strangers and so we got there. Yeah, we ended up, I think we missed like the first Maddie Diaz song and we're walking in um, during the second one as we were like okay. you know, paying our bills and everything. But uh, yeah, it was, went there. Uh, first off, Maddie Diaz. Um, when you go, you expect the opener to be like somewhat, uh, you know, all right, they're an opener. They're kind of like somewhat fresh, you know, they're kind of still learning it, but uh, they sound pretty good is what you would hope out of an opener. Right. And she sounded much better than an opener. She sounded seasoned. Well, um, yeah, she's more seasoned than you or I realized because you were talking about her. So I looked her up. Yeah. I, yeah. She's been around for, for many, many years. It seems like she had a big deal at one point, like a record label deal. I mean, like a major or something at one point. Right. I would say like in 2014. So she's been around for years. But uh, she's only done, I think, three albums, maybe four. There's not a whole lot. But uh, but yeah, she actually was very, very good live. Um, I liked her so much. That I was like, when I went to go check out the vinyl to see if they had the, the lilac colored uh, edition of uh, St. Cloud, uh, they did not. Spoiler um, I ended up, though, yeah. I'll buy Maddie Diaz. I even told the merch first. I was like, I don't want to hold this all night, but like, I'll come back later and get the Maddie Diaz record for sure. Because um, she was running merch for both artists. Gotcha. And then, um, and then uh, Waxahachie was incredible. Uh, if you do check out our um, Instagram page, uh, there is a picture that I took um, from the show where you'll see uh, Waxahachie. There is two. I just pulled it up, but uh, I've got some really good pictures um, uh, of both both artists. The the second one is when um, Wax actually was doing the encore, and they did Resentment first, and then Maddie Diaz came out because that's a Maddie Diaz song uh, that was re-released yep. on a new EP with all features. I think four or five songs, and they all have a featured guest. Wax actually, yeah, some really one. good features like Courtney Marie Andrews, yeah. who I like a lot, is on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie from Waxahachie is on there. Yeah, it was it was good. I honestly had like I had a, I had a really fun night, and the best part about it was the concert. I tried to go back because there's this there's this one beer I really wanted to try. Um, well, I had, but I really liked it a lot. But um, when I went back to the bar, it was closed. They closed a little earlier. I was like, ah, gotcha. so I called my Uber. It was eleven fifty eight. I was literally getting in bed. At twelve twenty-five, so within twenty-seven minutes, I had uh, 
um, called an Uber, got an Uber, got home, undressed, put some kind of things away, not really, but kind of put a few things away, and was in bed within 27 minutes. That's the perfect way to end a concert night. Yep. Even a, back even a late anything, one, that's so. a good way. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was fantastic. So I still got like six hours of sleep, which isn't too bad. Um, but nice. that was, it was a good, good experience overall. Um, so I was trying to just like at least throw that out there. And that's all I have this week for, for music or anything. Yeah. So. yeah, I'm excited to see her. I will be see her. She'll be the opener, uh, Waxahachie. So the set won't be the set you got, obviously, since it's not headlining. Yeah, it'll be like 7 to 10 will probably right. be my guess. But um, Waxahachie has been opening the last year or two fairly often. I think she opened at Red Rocks, actually, for Jason Isbell. So they've definitely started a, um, at least a musical relationship. Um, my guess is they're friends, probably have been for a number of years, because she's in the folk world, just like an Americana, just like he is. Uh, but she's going to open. I'm excited to see her. And then it'll be Cheryl Crow and Jason Isbell. So that'll be an awesome show. I adore Jason Isbell. I, this will be my fourth or fifth time seeing him. Uh, every time has been here in St. Augustine at Amphitheater. So I'm excited. And, uh, but I'm definitely excited to see Waxahachie. There'll definitely be some other people there for Waxahachie, but I do think I'm going to be, I'll be in the minority of the people at that show that are going with the excitement of that opening act. So that's going to be really, really cool. Um, the only other thing I could think of, because honestly, I didn't get a chance really, especially because the games started so early this weekend. So when I was at work, usually on Friday, this past Friday, especially, um, I was, I was just extremely busy. I did not get to check out new releases at all. And I didn't have anything already on my radar. And then Saturday, the games started at like one or something like that. So I had games on in the shop. So I didn't listen to music much at all. I did listen to Wet Leg, like as I told you, I would. And I'm still on the fence about it. Musically, it's phenomenal. I won't deny that. But I just have a hard time taking them seriously because it's so quirky and their lyrics I don't want to use the word silly because I feel like silly kind of downgrades it but they I mean they're eccentric I guess you could say and I just have a hard time taking it the content seriously but musically they're definitely incredible I won't deny that uh, but I did notice that uh, I haven't listened to it yet but Swedish House Mafia is back together they released. They just released a, a new record, and they they weren't headlining. I don't think they were just going to be like just below the headliners at Coachella this weekend, and then right. with um, Kanye dropping out, they and the weekend co-headlined. Uh, uh, cool Sunday, I believe. But I didn't even realize that. Um, I did not know that they were back together because they went on. A, they did a farewell. And left a few yeah. years ago. Like they've been gone for a while. And I remember when they called it quits, it was right after they had a huge hit, Who's Gonna Save the World Tonight? Which, if you've never watched that music video, the music video for Swedish House Mafia, Who's Gonna Save the World, is a wonderful 
music video. Everyone should watch it. But it, it's a good song anyways. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and I really liked it. But I was surprised that they're back and releasing new material. But they're a big name. So when they called it quits, they went on yeah. an arena farewell tour. What, I mean, they started as a house group, you know, like house music. So like DJ type stuff. It's not even like, not even like one of those like techno or EDM style shows that every that tons of people go to those festivals. So for them to get so big, they did an arena farewell tour is a big deal. And so I think it's, so I just think that's kind of a big deal that they're back doing music again. So I do want to check out their new album. Yeah, that, that I I didn't listen to it yet. Um, it wasn't the best release, uh, best week for releases, no. as far as I could tell. At least not for um, there what a few you songs, and I. That was about it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's it for me. I do want to check that out, but uh, we should probably start wrapping up because we have gone very very long. Yep. It is raining. If you can't, well, that's fine because hear it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard. I'm but it's I'm uh, sure it's you fine can hear it. Uh, I'm going to try and make it for the Warriors game tomorrow, which will be about this time or midnight, somewhere in that range. So, when it ends. Yeah, so I'll, I'll get some sleep now and you know, hopefully make it through that game. We'll see. If not, then um, maybe I'll record it and watch it before work. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. But right. Uh, all right. I can't wait. To I think the Nuggets it. are going to – I don't know that they'll win, but I think I, – I do think the Nuggets are going to really – I feel like they'll bounce back in this game to some degree. Yeah, I don't think it'll be like it, it was yesterday, no. I, I don't know. Like Plus, I just – I don't see someone like Poole going for 30. I love Poole. He's great. Um, I'm a fan of him. and I. But, I mean, him for him to have two games in a row like that, that I, I don't see that happening. So, I'm um, not saying the Nuggets will win, even though I want them to. But I do think it'll be a much better game than the last one. For sure. That's all I have. For- but uh, that that'll be it for this week. Yes. Next week we're gonna catch you up with some record store day fines slash record store day record store fines, and whatever else we find as well. <laughs> yeah. I uh, just because I'm going a couple other places in Pittsburgh, so like yeah, yeah. looking and- forward to it. I cannot wait for Saturday. And of course, we will have um, NBA and maybe what whatever else happens in sports to talk about. But definitely the NBA. Isn't the when? Yeah, the, maybe some uh, series sweep. Swept. Yeah, oh. yeah. Maybe uh, maybe there'll be some NBA. Uh, I mean, some NFL news that happens that we can talk about. Who knows? But yeah, that'll be it. If not, the next week for sure, because it'll be the draft the week after that. Oh my so. gosh! Yes, yes, yes. But uh, all right, I'm out. I'm going to bed. And uh, 